I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9-to-5-er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Well, I am so excited to bring a fun conversation to you today featuring Rick McCone. Rick is a real estate agent with eXp Realty here in the Phoenix market. He's been in real estate since 2012, and Rick is known for being an amazing personality on YouTube. Since 2020, he's gone all in on YouTube to help provide local data about the real estate market here in the Metro Phoenix area. But I know Rick as one of the first real estate agents that Bryce and I met when we got into real estate back in 2014, 2015. And in fact, Rick really took us under his wing. He taught us how to do our first open house, and he's just been an amazing presence in our lives ever since. So at this point, Rick is a very close family friend. He is just an amazing guy, and I'm really glad that he was willing to hop on here on the Market Authority Show because I really love Rick's perspective when it comes to YouTube for real estate. Now, in the Market Authority Academy, we're always talking about ways to increase our brand presence online and in our local markets. And Rick's approach to doing this on YouTube is really unique. Like, you're not going to hear a lot of the crazy clickbait, kind of yucky stuff that, (laughs) for lack of a better word, that I see on YouTube from from some other personalities, um, other channels out there. He's just really great at the way that he presents data, the way that he relates it to his audience, and his consistency in showing up on YouTube is definitely something that we can all take note of as well. He shares some really great strategies, ways he got started, ways he continues to leverage YouTube for his real estate business. And at this point, he is generating organic leads on YouTube that account for most of his business um, as a real estate agent, which is really, really cool. I think that any way we can implement these strategies to further our goals to develop an attraction-based business like Rick has done is definitely something that we all want to make sure that we are implementing. So without further ado, here's Rick McCone. Okay. I'm super excited to chat, Rick. Can I start by telling a story? Sure. Do you remember (laughs) way back in 2015, what did you do for me and Bryce? Uh, You guys joined me for an open house for a couple of days and I showed you how I, how I do them. (laughs) (laughs) So, so if you're listening, Rick and I and Bryce, we all go way, way back. You were one of the first agents that, that we met and like really connected with. Yes. You taught us how to do our very first open house. And you made it look so easy just talking to people. And it turns out that's just one of your strengths is just kind of talking, no BS and just kind of showing up and seeing how you can help, which is now I see behind you part of your logo, part of your your whole identity is Rick's Helps. So for those who haven't met you yet, can you share just a little bit about um, where you are today and how you got there? Sure. But first, I want to say I'm so impressed with what you've built and how many people you've helped. It's just mind boggling to... Oh see what you've developed. It's been fun to watch your journey. So uh-huh. it, uh, it's a blast. Um, I call you my kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we love, we love our relationship with you and thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Well, I started 
I mean, I started selling real estate in 2012. I had really good years, really terrible years. And then my YouTube journey, as you know, I always kind of fiddled around with video. I'll never forget the first time we put you in front of the camera and we were trying to make some videos for social media and stuff. And, and you were shaking your hands. And, <laughs> and as soon as we said go, you just went, hi there. And we thought, where did this come from? <laughs> you were perfect. And, uh, <laughs> but I just lost it. And uh, so I did, you know, I messed around with a lot of video and put it on Facebook and I mostly did like entertaining things, you know, but I got to learn how to, you know, how to make it work. And then when we had the pandemic shutdown, I thought real estate was doomed. I really did. Cause I didn't envision them dropping helicopter money out and mailing checks to everybody. But I thought, well, I think I'll just update people on YouTube. So I started making a few videos saying, well, here's what I'm seeing in the numbers and here's what I think. And here's what I'm worried about. And then I did my first YouTube live using zoom with my lender buddy, Pat, and it was a total disaster. <laughs> and in fact, it's still out there. Two and a half years later, it's still only got 68 views. And uh, that's why I tell people, you know, don't worry. If you make a bad video, nobody's going to watch it. Yeah, and <laughs> that's such a good point. So, I mean, the whole thing was, are we on? I don't know. I think, oh, wait, yeah, we're on. Oh, wait, Pat, your mic's off. Okay, your mic's on, but you turned your camera off. It was just it's hilarious. And so then I thought, you know, I'm seeing a lot of live streams. All these guys were updating people on when are you going to get your next stimulus check? And they were getting a lot of traffic. And I had 150 subscribers. So I learned how to live stream. And I used um, a service called, well, actually, I used OBS, open based software, mm -hmm. which is kind of complicated for live streaming. But I started getting on every morning at 8 30. Then I realized over time that that can get kind of stale because you know real estate doesn't change from monday to tuesday and so i just kept going and i do maybe two live streams a week and then just upload a couple more during the week on different topics and it it took off that's so cool so so you had um you you were tinkering with a lot of video and you know just av stuff prior to that but it seems like even just some of the stuff you were doing with live streaming and and at least just making a routine out of posting more, just more on YouTube with the straight up idea of generating clients or at least keeping in touch with your client base, that was still kind of a new thing for you to do. Like it was a, it wasn't like you had been doing it forever. Yeah. And what I found was um it's I it's not about the quality it's just about um the the, the content and the consistency mm. um you know after a while pe people will call me and go i've been watching you for over a year and they uh they feel like they know me and and so i got with practice uh, i mean i i mess up all the time i don't care yeah i mean i'll, I'll say something wrong because i'm live or even when i'm recording it um if I record something to upload later, I don't, I don't go in and edit out my mistakes. I just turn the camera on and it's me. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of got over that too. At some point you just, cause otherwise it's going to take too much time if you're trying to get all the ums out. <laughs> oh, I know people. So I edited it and I uploaded it seven times and I changed it. It's, do me a favor, put some spinach between your teeth and don't comb your hair and make a video. <laughs> <laughs> just make it as bad as you can and then make yourself post it. Get it. Get it out of your system. But I think the important thing is, and you and you've developed this too, is that when you're talking to the camera, um, that's a person. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people look at the camera and they and they're worried about how do I look, how do I sound, and everything. And I I just finally got it's like I know there's somebody on the other side of the camera, and I'm I'm talking to them just like I'm talking to you. I don't care if I have 80 people watching me live or two. It's, uh, um, and I like to answer people's questions. We have a live show on Friday with Patton. We've got a regular following now. We recognize their names when they come on and ask us questions. Oh, that is so cool. And we had a meet and greet down in Chandler and we had 18 people show up to meet us. 
that's a lot of people for a live meet and greet. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, so now we're doing we're doing pop-ups. We'll just send out a message, go, hey, we're going to be at Oso Brewery down in uh, Tempe at 5 o'clock. Join us. We had six people. So, so I think that is the that's one of the benefits of going hyper local with your content. How, when you're sharing content, um, what exactly are you guys sharing? Is it like specific parts of town or just Arizona real estate specific? Pretty much everything that the Cromford market covers. So, cause that, you know, that's such a great resource for us realtors here in, in uh, Maricopa County and they're all Maricopa County and parts of Pinal. And so, so I'm really able to, people like, um, if I take time to drill down into details, like let's, let's see what's going on with um, pending listings and let's go through a few cities. Um, here's where inventory is today. Here's what the Cromford market index says. And so like today I'm, I'm going to film on, and I've got one, two, three, I've got four tabs up. So I'm looking at the Cromford market index listings under contract and active listings and median sales price. And that's, and if I vary from this, let's say I wanted to do one on the top five reasons to live in Arizona, because I've established this niche of sharing data, mm -hmm. I don't have any views. <laughs> yeah. like, and they, they'll make comments, you know, where's, where's the data? <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to kind of fall on that niche? And did you do it just out of repetition? Or did you find that people really were liking the data? Like, did you respond to the audience? Or did you just kind of do it yourself? Yeah, I hear a lot of people say, I just don't know what kind of topic to, to, to put out there. And if you start putting out content, people will ask you questions. And then I kind of let the questions steer me towards what it is they actually wanted. So the audience uh, steered me towards providing more and more data. And I don't make long-term predictions because you know, yeah. nobody gets that right, even Zillow and Realtor.com. But I, I show them, well, here's what they're saying for this year. And I show them how everybody's different. And then I finally got to where when I start, you know, whatever I do, I just say this we're trying to make sense of the crazy Arizona market and educate you on the data. So not only can you understand what's going on, but you can be a hit at all the cocktail parties. <laughs> I love that. And it, uh, people just keep coming back. I went from 250. I got my first phone call at email from when I had 250 subscribers. You got your first lead when you had 250 subs. Yeah, it was a listing. And they said, do you, work uh out in a surprise and i said yeah and they go well, we've been watching your videos and we'd like to talk to you about listing our house and so now guess what my listing presentation is and i've had more than just one with this i walk in and i go hi it's nice to meet you when do you want to get started <laughs> i don't have to show them anything yeah it's just, you know, you know how you got the book or people have the iPad and they're going through. They've already made up their mind yeah because I've already shared all the numbers with them. So it's uh, great to walk in and, and you know, I was shopping in Costco in North Phoenix and a guy goes, Rick. Nice. And, and he had a mask on and I go, I don't recognize you. He goes, oh, you won't. I'm one of your subscribers. That is so cool. So I that... That's really, a, that's a good illustration of what we like to talk about, which is attraction-based marketing, right? And and all the time I'm talking to agents and they're they're always wanting like the strategy or like the lead gen or they're like, Steph, what, what do I need to do to get clients right now? And there are ways you can get clients right now. But if you can just put a pause on it, allow yourself to trust the process and really get serious about this form of content marketing where you're going all in on just generating an audience and trusting that they'll let you know when they need you, everything changes. And for, for you to start generating leads and monetizing your channel in that way with only 250 subs, so many, so many agents that I'll talk to, they get disappointed because they only have a hundred people subscribing to them and they might be gaining like, you know, five new people a month or something like that. But could you imagine having like a captive audience of a hundred people every single time you have a video? Like, yeah, I, I look at it like mailing, you. you know, your thumbnail, I, I call that a postcard. Yeah. 
you know, when you get on the phone on YouTube and you go through and it's, you see the videos and thumbnails. And so as far as I'm concerned, I've mailed out 1.8 million postcards this year. Great. Oh my That's gosh. How many impressions I've had. Yeah. And, and there's had- and there's no difference in how much people are looking at a physical postcard. It's about the same. It's a passing glance on the way to the trash. <laughs> they, the people that contact me say, I don't know how it happened, but I bumped into you on YouTube. Yeah. As YouTube puts it out as suggested. And I think um, there's, uh, can I share with you some of the things I don't do that I've been told to do? Yes. Um, call of action, call to okay. action. I don't do it um, because they're watching me for a reason. And they already have my contact information on there and they know why I'm on YouTube and they know I sell. And I've discovered, cause I look at retention and if you put in like, I don't even do an intro now. Me I just either. get right to it. And sometimes I'll get on and I'll go, hi, I'm Bob from Miami, Florida, and you can reach me. I sell homes down here and blah, blah, blah. And, and you're, you're like, when are you going to get to the content? Oh my gosh. Can I tell you a story? We're sitting on the couch the other day and Bryce um, has, Bryce and I have the YouTube channel on our shared email, like our Gmail. That's how we sign into it. And he goes, oh, you got another mean comment on this video. And it's this one video where everyone keeps just obliterating me. And I'm like, come on, this video is like three years old almost. And it took me like four minutes to get even started because I made this rookie mistake. And it was earlier on when I was making these longer form videos. And I don't know, I, I haven't even looked at it since I posted it. But every other week, I'm getting this like nasty gram comment of like, are you ever going to get to the point? You need to pick it up. These videos could have been a three minute video instead of a 14 minute video. But people want like they understand what it is they're searching for. That's how they found the video in the first place. And I think so often we we assume that we have to really spell it out for people. Whereas you just like you said, you have to get to the point because they're searching for value and you've got to deliver once they find it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I one guy was complaining about my title once, and I said, but you can just scroll forward. A lot of people don't know they can do that with their thumb on the phone. And and uh, I I thought, well, why put them through the aggravation? You can do tricks where you can say, you know, we're going to talk about um, open door and what they're doing with their listings today, and then put in like a real quick five-second stinger, and then and then jump right to it. People don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, but they they hate it if you got a string. I mean, you know, I use YouTube. How do I change a radiator in 2008 Chevy? And if this guy's telling me all about his shop, I go on the next one. Yeah. It's like, get, hurry up, get to the wrenches. Yeah. That's actually, I've never really thought about it from that standpoint because YouTube is all about sharing solutions, right? Like people are searching usually searching for information that they need to make a decision or to to move forward some way towards something that they're trying to accomplish. And if you think about it, like from that example, that person, you're like, you're already in a bad mood because you're, <laughs> you're trying to do something like repair something you don't even want to have any business dealing with, right? That's right. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing. So like, if we're if we're talking about, um, you know, parts of the the transaction, for example, or trying to share frequently asked question answers, stuff like that. Homeowners are already super overwhelmed with the process. They're already in an emotional state to start with. So if you do start kind of messing around with all this other fluff, like you've already lost them. Yeah. And I don't, um, now I don't watch other agents, YouTube channels. What I do is I'll scroll through and I'll look at the thumbnail and I'll look at the topic and I'll look and see how many views they got as I'm trying to do my research. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I try not to replicate what they're doing unless I see a topic that's really successful. Then I'll go, get, you know, there's plenty of us out there. So you, if I'm doing something on Wells Fargo, getting out of the mortgage business, um, that doesn't mean that you can't. So, cause I'm not sucking up all the bandwidth, but um, I, I, the thumbnail is really important. The content you know the biggest mistake most people make when they're just starting out is uh the, is sound your your sound's more important than your camera 
Yes, those have also let me know this on my older videos where I had really crappy mics. <laughs> Is your mic even on? <laughs> I know. It, it, but you so know the thing about people complaining, though? YouTube uh -huh. doesn't care if people are complaining about you or complimenting you. It's still showing activity. So they, you know, you can have people just chew you out in a long string of complaints and YouTube's going to put your content in front of more people. Yeah, they're like, this is great. No, I know. I And Bryce was saying the other day, he's like, you're really good at just letting, letting these roll off your back. And I'm like, actually. <laughs> well, sometimes you just can't though. I mean, yeah. yeah. I had a guy the other day, I did a video on water because it's a big topic. Yeah. And this guy goes, what do you care? You're not going to be around then anyway. <laughs> That's and, and so I noticed that my subscribers started coming to my defense. One person said, do you have any activity going on from the neck up? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I've, I've gotten a couple. I've gotten the, um, you should lose the tattoos because I've got a couple tattoos on my forearms. I've gotten that. And then the other day I had, um, pardon, pardon my French, but I had a boomer message me on a YouTube video where I was talking about um how to how to do something on social media. Literally it was a social media video for realtors that I had done. And this guy goes, social media marketing is for lazy people. Lazy business owners. And and I just thought it was hilarious because I was like, so did you get so far to where you learned what social media marketing was and then decide you were too lazy to try it? My, but my favorite response for that is, and yet here you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a really good one. <laughs> so, yeah. so I want to, I, I do want to talk about the content strategy that you have, sure. and then I want to talk about the thumbnails because you mentioned two really interesting things, and I want to dive deeper on those. Walk me through how you're coming up with content beyond data, like because you mentioned that sometimes you will look look just to see what else is trending. Um, how how do you make those decisions? What does that re research process look like for you? It's kind of one of those things where you're thinking about it every day. You know, if, okay. you, if you're consistently making videos. So like I I always come out with one for Sunday night because I felt because we discovered that it it, it does well. And uh, um, and and I. Um, I know on Friday morning, I'll start scrolling through the Cromford report. I go to Market Watch. I go to Mortgage News Daily and I just start reading stuff for about an hour before I go live. And I just roll it over to the screen and say, okay, this is probably valuable information. And then occasionally I will come up with a, with a topic and it'll just come to me and say, you know, I saw my best video was one just walking around my GoPro talking about how cities are trying to conserve water and why they need to do that. And uh, it got 27,000 views. And I haven't been able to replicate that yet. I still keep trying, but I think I've, I've worn out its useful life talking about water now, but um, I, I just get on the web and just start researching things in the real estate industry. I go to Redfin. What did they say? Um, I'll see a Zillow headline or something and I, and it, and it might be a trending topic and I'll, I'll talk about it or I'll just say, let's spend this time going through the data today and I'll just roll people through the numbers. I, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I just, we're learning it together. Wow. Look what happened to that. Look at the pending listings are going up. You think they'll stay there? Um, it, it's just the same thing that you and I would talk about if we were at your kitchen table, you know, and we had a laptop. Stephanie, look at this. And that's how I view it. And uh, so, you know, now as far as thumbnails, um, I've actually got a guy that's helping me with my thumbnails. Okay. But having said that, I do that because he's he's really good. And but um, I've also copied what he's done, and I use Canva to make thumbnails, which is really easy. Are there any like specific principles that you follow when you're designing it? Like, what's the key things that we should know? Because I still haven't figured it out. I feel like. Well, when they look at the thumbnail, do they know right away what your topic is in three words? Okay. Um, cause a lot of people put, there's a guy in California called one rental at a time, and he's got a successful channel only because he puts out about four or five videos a day and his thumbnails are awful. They've got too much stuff in them, you know, you know, 
Zillow, Wells Fargo, this mm-hmm. and that, rental. And like, I don't even know what the topic is. I'm my head spinning. So I, my thumbnail will have me and they all have me because I want them to recognize me. Yeah. And then the title will say, didn't see this coming. And then in the subject, it'll say, you know, inventory is going down instead of up, something like that. So see, now you can look that. at the thumbnail and then you can see the, the title and then you connect connect the dots. But if that thumbnail's got too much verbiage, then you don't get it. Then you got to kind of figure out your color. Um, there are certain colors that just don't get attention. And the favorite color right now is nuclear explosions or flames. Everybody likes to be a sensationalist. <laughs> <laughs> the end is near. They'll watch you. Yeah. Um, crash. They'll come. if you. And I tell my guy, I don't want any clickbait. I don't want you to say crash is coming. I don't want to play that game. Yeah. Um, I could triple my views if I did. It's gross, though. <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, I, I see there might be a crash coming. I don't know. Um, but here's where we are today. Yeah. So, so, okay. So we're going to, when we're doing it on Canva, is it, is it important to be really consistent with colors in general, or can you like kind of skip through a couple? You just, you can tell if it worked or if it didn't by looking at your click through rate. Okay. Click through rate is somebody saw your thumbnail and they clicked on it. So, and so you had a good click through rate is anything over 6%. So if you made a thumbnail and it got 3% click-through rate, then put that in your brain that says, I won't do that one again. Okay. That's and when helpful. you get something over six, then try to improve on it. And I've had some that consistently go 10 or 12%. Nice. And so my thumbnails, if I go through and look at them, um, I don't really have, um, I don't think a consistent color, but maybe more of a consistent theme. Um, they're they're just me, um, and then my my. We actually hooked up with two other ladies uh, just by accident, and uh, on the show uh, because um, Jackie was always on our live show on Fridays, and somebody said you should have her on because we called her our senior research analyst because we didn't know a number one. She goes, "I'm on it." <laughs> so we had her on the show and it was so popular. We met with her and her business partner, Ruby, and said, let's make a television show format that, that's going to air Thursday night at six o'clock, but we're going to pre-record it. And we're going to consistently come out at six o'clock. And it's been one of our best videos. Do it you consistently do that on Zoom? gets it. What's that? Do you do that on Zoom? Um, I use StreamYard. Oh, so everybody plugs in a StreamYard to film it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to use OBS, but I haven't found a good way to bring guests into OBS. And OBS is open-based software. Hmm. It's once you figure it out, it's easy because then you can use this thing called Stream Deck here to, you know, change scenes and stuff. And I mean, I just like tinkering with that stuff. So yeah. my son Levi is telling me a funny story the other day. He said, because it drives him crazy when a real estate agent comes in and says, well, I'm in my 50s and I just can't learn that stuff. Oh man, I hear that all the time. Although I think that they're getting better. I'm I'm I used to hear it a lot, almost in like a almost in kind of like a condescend, condescending way, but now yeah. I'm starting to hear a little bit more curiosity. I think maybe as they're seeing some other people do it that are kind of closer to their demographic and they're like, "Oh, okay, well maybe I can." <laughs> Levi's telling me the story. He goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, but my dad's in his 70s. And I said, stop right there. <laughs> I'm not in my 70s. He goes, okay, for just for illustration of the story, uh, <laughs> I told her, he learned how to live stream. He learned open-based software, how to hook up the camera. He goes, we didn't teach him anything, and he's doing it. And I said, okay, now, remember, Levi, I'm 68. <laughs> <laughs> Dial it back. <laughs> That's important. Those Those are those details matter. (laughs) Do your brothers think I'm in my (laughs) seventies? Levi. So, so if, if someone doesn't want to learn like the streaming and and that kind of thing, zoom probably works like set up a, set up a zoom meeting. 
have everybody drop in, just hit record. That's what we're doing right now. So I'm on yeah. Zoom and and you were like, oh, I don't usually use Zoom. I had, to, I had to find my bearings a little bit, but like, this is a really easy way to do it. And and yeah. I film all of my podcasts and interviews and, and that kind of thing. And then if I'm just doing an actual podcast, like just an audio recording, I'm straight up just using QuickTime on my computer. Like I'm not even, because for me, I do find a lot of the different software a little bit overwhelming only because I haven't done it yet. And I have, I feel like I have so much on my plate um, between work and family and everything else that learning something like that feels harder than I know it is. So I just haven't yeah, created yeah. the time for it yet. Well, I think in, you know, in using Zoom, if you're a realtor, um, you know, you, if in your case, you're, you're educating real estate agents. So you're going to show this to realtors and interview realtors. But if you're a, an agent, interview somebody in the industry that has something that they can share that you think your clients want like don't yeah. interview a title person what does title do nobody cares they don't want to um, know <laughs> no, nobody wants to know i mean i've get questions from you know we're going to interview an appraiser i'll bring him in for a short segment but i interviewed a guy on uh that's considered a water expert in arizona people love that that content i oh that's really cool i uh I'm trying to think of more people to bring on and bring on like some finance guys and go, so where do you see the economy headed? Cause I, I can't guess. So what do you, and people like that, you know? And so that helps you get more, more eyeballs, but the eyeballs grow. If you're just consistent, if you put something up this Monday and you don't touch it for two weeks, YouTube looks at you and says, well, I guess they're not a player. Right. Yeah. They do reward that consistency. And you can be consistent if you're just once a week. Yeah. Uh, there's a great agent. Uh, she's in Scottsdale, Caitlin McKaig. She's on YouTube. And she started out just doing Monday afternoons. That's it. And she grew. She grew. And we, I, she actually had me on my show and I had her on, on hers just because my audience was saying, you know, you should bring Caitlin on. So I did. Uh, but you got to be careful because if you're interviewing real estate agents on YouTube, YouTube gets confused as to what you want for an audience. Mm. Well, you know what you could do if you do want to. One thing that I love is collaborating with other like um, like relo relocation referral agents. Right. So like we're we're both in Arizona. You should be interviewing people from Chicago. Right. So like what does it look like for their clients who are coming who are coming south and vice versa? Right. Like that kind of thing, I think, makes a lot of sense to do. Yeah, I've done that a little bit. I did uh, uh, Jeb Smith in, in Huntington Beach mm -hmm. uh, and then a gentleman named Scott in uh, Minneapolis. And uh, so um, I'm not against that. I think that's a healthy conversation people like like learning about that, especially California, because Jeb will say, well, Rick, how do they get a hold of you if they're interested? Mm -hmm. but I never know where the, um, they just, the calls just come out of the blue. They, your phone rings and they go, Oh, I can't believe you picked up. <laughs> so how many leads are you generating? So your, your channels almost five, 5,000 subs from what I saw, like 48, maybe did I see that? Yep. Yep. 48 something. So, okay. So how's business? How's business from YouTube going? Well, last year, uh, 15 out of 16 sales were YouTube. That's super cool. And this year, all of my, uh, again, all of my business, I don't do open houses anymore. I just, yeah. you know, and um, so it's all, it's all YouTube. I went to get a new iPhone and uh, I walked into the iPhone store and I, the guy goes, what can I help you with? And I said, well, I'm, I just ordered it online. I'm here to pick it up. He goes, oh, okay, let me take you over to the sales guy. And the sales guy looks up and he goes, oh, my YouTube guy. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. <laughs> and the other guy goes, oh, is this the guy you were telling me about? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're doing a little bit of both. You're lead generating for sure. You're building that brand awareness. And by the way, just because somebody doesn't subscribe to you doesn't mean they don't watch you consistently. So that's only like probably a fraction of your true audience, which is super cool. But I noticed that your views are really high too. So um, like for for me, my views don't even get what you get. You have a lot of videos and it seems like most of your live ones get almost a thousand a lot of times, which is Yeah, they really do the live. The live ones will have maybe 60 people watching us actually live. Okay. And then and then I just leave them up and then they keep going. But I, you know, the like button is more important than the subscribe button. 
So you got to figure out creative ways to ask people to punch the like button. Okay. What, give me a few. Um, well, we all know we've had enough rain. And if you push the like button today, the clouds will go away. Um, <laughs> you know, I've read that nine out of 10 people that want to lose weight can't do it unless they push the like button. <laughs> anything like that and and people will laugh and click and and you can tell when you do a call to action on the like button somewhere in the video you know by the way do me a favor i feel like i'm catching a cold hit the like button so it doesn't happen and and they'll do it oh crap um, now i'm gonna have to do that <laughs> yeah so it, it's it's but if you make it fun and and it's and i like to have fun now last week I have to share this with you. We did our Thursday show where we had Stephanie and I'm mean, not Stephanie, but uh, we had Jackie and uh, Ruby and Pat on there. Uh -huh. And Pat's got his own following. He's kind of a quirky guy. He's funny as hell. And so I wanted to demonstrate chat GPT where you can ask it a question and it'll answer and give like, I can put in, give me a good chicken recipe. Is that, is that the AI thing? Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to demonstrate it last week. And I said, so I said, a lot of real estate agents are using this for YouTube content. I go, but I thought I'd have fun with it. And I said, so I sent it a message and said, please send a polite email to Pat telling him that he's too, he can't be on the show anymore. The My YouTube show anymore because he's too ruggedly handsome. <laughs> and it spit out this email you know, dear Pat, and we read it and I go, now let me show you what's cool here. And I go, say something about his hair. And it goes in and goes, you know, Pat, um, you may want to consider a new hairstyle um, <laughs> to help offset your ruggedly handsome looks. And, and it was just, we just had tears down our faces, rolling and laughing at this. Oh, crap. Okay. So somebody actually just showed me that for the first time the other day. Um, it was some of our, our dear friends and, and coincidentally past clients who came over for a play date because they have a kid. They have two kids about our, our kid's age. And the husband was like, hey, have you guys heard about this? And I, I've heard about it, but I haven't really played around with it. I didn't really know what it was about. And he was... <laughs> he pulled it up and he said, okay, you can tell it to, you can tell it to come up with a real estate property description. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So I said, you know, I, I'm like, let's get really detailed here. So I say, okay, give me a real estate property description for a waterfront property in Huntington beach. And this sucker like, like puts it out. And I looked at Bryce and I was like, oh my God, did we just lose our jobs? Like <laughs> That thing is a little scary because it is so good, but I didn't, I didn't think about how you could use it for creating content. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of behind the curve when it comes. Well, to some people put stuff. in, cause it, it doesn't, you know, the chat bot does not cruise the web. So it can't give you any current numbers. Cause it's closed or source, right? But or you can say, what are some good topics for the Arizona real estate market. And it'll spit out about 10 things. Wow. And you can look at eight of them and go, those aren't any good, but wow, this one's good. And okay. I mean, it's immediate. So I, I was going to show something today because I put out, um, just I thought we'd go back to chat GDP again a second. And I I said, uh, can you make a good recipe for chicken breasts? And it goes, sure, here's a simple recipe for chicken breasts. And it's all laid out there. Preheat your oven to 375 degrees, season the chicken breast, salt and pepper. And then when I'm on the show, I'm going to say halibut, and it'll spit out something for halibut. So for me, I like to cook. This is a game changer. Oh, my gosh. Could so, you say, could you say like what YouTube tags are good for this kind of video? What YouTube ads? Tags. Like, tags. You, yes. It would yeah, it that? would probably give you that. Well, let me let me try. Let's say... Uh, um, <laughs> Sometimes let's see what is a good YouTube tag. Good YouTube tag for an Arizona real estate video. And we'll see what happens. See, let me see what it spits out here for us. Oh, it says an error occurred. They've got so many people using this thing that it Oh, I bet. It's it's been having problems and uh um so I don't know why um, I don't know why it did that, but well, it's, I want to uh, I want to play around with it. it sounds Davis interesting. Is 
Yeah, it's got so much traffic that I'm running into just crashing all the time. Well, I keep seeing people post about it on TikTok. <laughs> so it's yeah. probably it's probably there's probably like a viral video going on about it. So all the kids are trying to get on. What speaking speaking of YouTube tags, like let's talk about YouTube tags. Do you do those matter at all? They used to. They used to matter a lot. Now, okay. if I go through my analytics on YouTube, I see that uh, um, my tags only um, are the result of 1.8% of my views. So nothing. So I've got the same tags that I just leave in there, you know, on my YouTube defaults, but I'm getting them all from suggested. So the tags used to really matter. Now they don't because, you know, when you, you get on YouTube, um, people are looking for a subject. Um, so it's helpful to put in a tag that says, you know, Arizona real estate trends, mm -hmm. um, Arizona real estate news, um, Huntington Beach properties. Um, you know, that's helpful, but it's it's more important to just be consistent so that you, because if I'm watching your video and it's on Arizona, and it's just a new listing. YouTube says, oh, okay, Rick likes watching um, videos that there's on real estate. So let, let's suggest another one. And so it puts them out right after your video is done. And mm -hmm. that's when people mean they go, I don't know how it happened, but I bumped into you. Okay. So I looked up uh, um, a recipe the other day and now, and it was salmon. And now I'm getting all these salmon recipes. <laughs> And so th that's more important than your keywords. So so putting out a lot of consistent content consistently enough for YouTube to have enough of those interactions with your audience to learn who it needs to be pushed out to. Yeah, they, they want to get to know you. Um, so it's, I mean, one of my best performing videos was just me talking in my uh, travel trailer. Baseball hat on the travel trailer and it, it took off. It did really well or inside my truck. Yeah. Um, so after a while, I mean, people, it doesn't have to be, I mean, I got a fancy setup and everything here, but it doesn't have to be that you, you can sit on your porch <laughs> and, uh, you know, have the birds in the background and talk about the market. As long as your sounds good and they can hear you, they, they don't care a, what you look like, um, or B, whether or not you have a professional studio. In fact, a really fancy professional studio probably turns some people off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree because I I love shooting in a studio just for convenience. And, and, and for me, it's a form of accountability too. So just knowing I have this appointment where I have to go, I batch all my videos. That's really helpful. And it's really helpful for Bryce on our real estate channel because he has so much camera reluctance. Um, you know, he's like a lot of agents who are like, oh my gosh, the moment I get in front of the camera, my skin starts to crawl. And he's, yeah. he's always been like that. Um, he's always the guy dancing in front of the camera a little bit just cause he's like nervous. Right. Yeah. And so, so knowing just having that built in accountability is really helpful, um, for us. But I, I also do some videos from time to time. I haven't in a while where it's just like that, like me holding my phone selfie style, maybe sitting on my back patio or whatever. And those always, almost always outperform even my really good studio ones, which is funny. And I think part of that is because I'm mixing it up a little bit. So people who know the channel are like, oh, what's, you know, this is a little different. Let's check it out. Um, but I agree. People really like authenticity and it's really important for people to know who you are like as a human and understand what makes you human. Um, and, and that's, I think always going to be always going to be a trend, right? Yeah, because I think, I mean, you could talk about the real estate market and felt like December, uh, the Cromford market index was starting to improve. And I just said, um, four weeks doesn't make a trend. I'm not sure if this is going to stick. If we get more inventory in January, I bet that chart turns around the other way. I'm just guessing, but that's, that's what my gut says. So I'm going to watch that. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? It, it, inventory didn't increase and the chart is not going the other way. And, uh, but if people watch me consistently, then they'll, they'll follow up and go, well, what happened? So I had a $1 bet with Pat that interest rates were not going to come down the first of the year and they weren't going to go below 6%. And they did. And I had my dollar taped right up here to this lamp. <laughs> but last week I passed it to him. I reached past my camera and then he reached up and grabbed it. 
Oh, I love that. But he only had a 10. I said, how'd that turn into a 10? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, I love it. I love, um, I love how you're keeping it fun. You're keeping it real. Um, you're at a point in your life where being able to be mobile and travel around and just kind of do what you want to do is important. And that's usually a luxury that's out of reach for real estate agents. But what you've done that I love, Rick, and I want to just acknowledge you for this is, is you've dreamt up a way to take something you were already kind of interested in and you were willing to try and create that business model off of it. And that is like the attraction-based model. And it doesn't have to be like the biggest business or the smallest business, but you get to kind of decide how how you want to create it. And then it can complement a, a, a larger lifestyle, which is super cool. Um, and I think that you've done a really, really good job of that. And it's just been a ton of fun watching you grow on YouTube. And well, I always I share your it. YouTube. I always share your YouTube as an example on on our market authority show calls. Anytime we're talking about YouTube, I'm always like, you guys got to look at Rick. Don't screw up his algorithm. <laughs> Don't screw up his algorithm and go, go click in a bunch of things, but make sure that you go check it out because you just do such a great job of consistency, which you've said a ton of times, um, and just putting yourself out there and being real. And I think that that's going to be really really a core part of how you keep growing, which is well, awesome. my, my advice to people is look, you're never going to like how you look on camera or how you sound. I, <laughs> I don't, you know, but I don't, um, I, I rarely, I, I may go through the video to see if I made a real drastic mistake. Like I said, you know, sometimes you can just talk and the numbers are all wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. So I'll, that's the only time I'll edit. Or if I said Lake Powell instead of Lake Mead. And uh, so, you know, I'll have to edit and or I'll put it in the description. But just don't be afraid of it. You know, just put do it with your phone or GoPro camera and just get it out there. And and you can find whatever niche you want. It You can be the real estate agent that's an expert on lakefront properties. Yep. Um, you're the real estate agent that shares um new businesses that are coming to town anything as long as they know oh every time i see stephanie she 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 tells me what restaurant's coming or i had one lady told me i should start a youtube channel called uh rick's tips because every time she asked me for a good restaurant her and her boyfriend she goes you were never wrong they were great But see, that's, that's still just like you saying, that's like just another facet of just being human and not being like this perfect professional business card, walking, talking business card on YouTube. It's just like connecting with people and having a conversation just like you would over dinner. I'm always in a t-shirt. I'm just casual. Love it. Like when I go to meet somebody at the house they want to see like yesterday, I'm, I'm in a t-shirt and I get out of the truck and they go, you know, Nice to meet you. I go, well, it's nice to figure out what you look like. And, and, uh, but I just, I don't, like I said, on the listing presentation, nice to meet you. When do you want to get started? And, uh, that to me was a a game changer. So I get on average one call a week. I love that. So it's fun. And, and and it's only, it's only going to keep growing if you want it to, right? Which is awesome. So yeah, I'll probably be referring a lot of my business out um, as I get closer to summer, because I'm planning on doing a lot of traveling, but even when I'm traveling, I'm still going to keep doing Arizona real estate videos with my laptop and my phone. And then as people come in, I'll just refer them out. And so. Well, I love that for you. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll have to circle back because I want to hear how it goes. I want to see like what you continue to learn in the future um, for those, for those who haven't connected with your channel yet, or if they want to just kind of like keep, keep watching your journey, or maybe even reach out for any questions they might have, don't bother Rick too much. Cause he's a busy guy, but where, where can they, where can they connect with you? Uh, Rick at rickhelps.com. Okay. And, uh, and I do get a lot of questions that come across there once in a while, agents that, uh, from YouTube reach out and, um, and I, I more than happy to answer them. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun hobby now. So when that's you have a, a fun hobby, you like to share it. So that's a good way to be. I love that for you. Well, 
Thanks so much for joining us on the show. This was super fun. I feel like I could talk to you forever <laughs> about this stuff, but but we just love you. And um, I'm really grateful for you um, being so generous of your time and sharing a little bit about your experience with us here. Well, I appreciate it. I just need to come over and play with the kiddos. So Yeah, anytime, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, Stephanie. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation between myself and Rick McCone. Definitely check out Rick on YouTube. You can find him by searching for Rick Helps or just check out the show notes below. Um, In this episode, we'll have all the details for you to connect with him there if you have additional questions or if you just want to see what it looks like to be crushing it on YouTube like Rick is. Big, big, big thanks to Rick for being so generous with his time and expertise. Um, And of course, for being an amazing friend in the industry. We're so grateful to know him. This episode of the Market Authority Show was sponsored by the Market Authority Academy. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability, just like using YouTube as a lead source. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with my team to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time, keep on crushing. Thanks for tuning in. High five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.